Hey, 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 it's Mark here. And on today's episode, we will be talking to Diana Davis about her More Duke art collection on this sketchbook show. But as always, these shows are recorded live as a YouTube live stream. So if you want all of the visual content, then head on over to the Talking Joe YouTube channel to check it out. If you just want to listen to this in all of its audio goodness, uh, then that's fine. That's allowed. You're given a pass. Don't worry. But you can also head on over to the Patreon page at patreon.com slash Talking Joe, where a PDF of the art will be made available for you to peruse while you are listening to the audio without having to see our mugs moving about in these newfangled moving pictures. Um, So um, with all that said, you get the the picture. This was originally a YouTube video. It's now a podcast which doesn't have pictures, but they can be found. Got it? Okay, good. Let's go. Listen to the show. Sketchbook, sketchbook, here's my sketchbook. I can show it to you if you want to have a look. Sketchbook, sketchbook, here's my sketchbook. And now I will stop this song. Hey, 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 yes, indeed, you are watching Talking Joe, possibly for the second time today, because we had a great chat earlier on with uh, the creator of the Action Force, uh, Battle Action Force uh, years uh, that's been uh, going on Kickstarter at the moment. So by all means, go and check that out, but not before you have watched this. We Today, we are catching up with Diana Davis to look at her sketchbook collection of Duke, and helping me do that is my special co-host. I really want to talk Joe with you. It's a real American Tim. American Tim. Hello, Mark. He is. How are you doing? I'm good. It's, Hello, watchers. View, viewers and listeners, people with Watchers, ears, and viewers, and eyes. Listeners. Lovely, and uh, uh, this is uh, this is a two-way street. On this, it's not pre-recorded; it's live, which means that if you are watching on Facebook, on the Talking Joe group, or live on YouTube, you can leave us a little message. We will see them uh, pop up onto the screen and interact with them so uh yeah by all means chime in say hello and uh let's know uh what you think of the things we are showing as we show them to you but uh without too much further ado let us introduce uh the special guest we have who is sharing uh our collection and there's a rule on this show you're on you get a jingle Just a G.I. Joe fan After only one man It's the Joe for Sergeant Duke Thank you, man It's 
told, like wrestling <laughs> without the embarrassing underwear. It's great. And there'll be explosions. <laughs> so, uh, welcome, yeah, to the show, uh, our visual uh, uh, show that we've we've got. Uh, uh, you know, following up on uh, our great chat that we had just a, a couple of weeks ago. So, I've got some very nice um, feedback from people saying how much they uh, they enjoyed hearing from you. So. Uh, that was uh, great, and yeah, lovely to have you back. Good. Thanks for asking me back. I like to talk about GI Joe. You might have gotten <laughs> that sort of sense from the last time. It's yeah, it's what we're into, hence the name. So uh, it's yeah. perfect fit. Um, so today we're going to be looking at your uh, collection of uh, sketches and, and commissions, um, which has got a very unique theme and uh, precise theme, which we talked a little bit about uh, when when you were on the show uh, last time. So um, to, 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 it's a theme to the extent that you've actually commissioned your own uh, jingle slash montage slash trailer uh, for for it. So um, shall I just play play it and then maybe you can tell us a little bit about the story behind uh, behind Morduk. Uh, sure, afterwards. go for it. He's every bit a man of action. He'll kick the mustard right out of your crazy hot dog. More adventure. More excitement. More thrills. More romance. More. Wait, what? Oh, no way. This is getting out of hand. More Duke. Gallery of Duke. On Facebook. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> that is, yeah. That is glorious. Uh, oh, and thanks. epic. And uh, yeah, a piece, a real piece of art. Uh, and it, it's a testament to your collection that, that you've commissioned not just all of the, the, the commissions of art, but also this amazing trailer about your collection. How did it how did it come about? <laughs> the more Duke phrase came from someone else who just said it. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's really good. I do want more. And I. <laughs> sometimes end up with free time and that's not always a good thing to give me and back in those days uh john bailey was on fiverr so he's the epic voice guy if you don't know who he is and oh wow he's, he's, he's amazingly talented he's just an incredible guy who's gotten into the uh voiceover and voice acting bit not just with honest trailers but you know he was in the last transformers movie doing mm. some of the voices he he often overdubs you wouldn't even know half the thing he's in but he was on fiverr and i thought yeah no that'd be good he's got <laughs> the voice for it and i asked him and he Fantastic. said sure send me a few scripts and i i put it together on imovie and he did and came up with a few lines on his own and he sent me like three takes and bang 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 put it together wow 
It was a time for commissioning your own jingle. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. I don't know if he's on Fiverr anymore. It's a shame. Are you suggesting, Mark, that we cut a trailer for the fact that Diana's talking about the trailer (laughs) for her gallery? In a time when Diana Davis had too much time, (laughs) a voiceover (laughs) artist was available for hire and artwork needed to be shared. A trailer was made. Now, let's have more trailers. More trailers is better. More trailers. And then I'll be slowly walking away from exploding art yeah. supplies or something. I don't <laughs> Getting hit Excellent. by shrapnel. Little colored pencils and Copic markers flying out. There you yeah, go. There we go. More Duke. We got Slaughter Slaughterhouse getting in the vibe. More Duke. I um, think that I'm, is going to be the catchphrase for... I, I'm going to evening. invent the kickoff question. Uh, Diana, do you remember the first Duke drawing that you commissioned or was it um like fan art that you bought or original art that you bought the first duke Mm. picture i commissioned must have been back in the oh no i do know i went to san diego comic-con and this was a a long time ago a long 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 time ago and (laughs) russie's was there and i had my crumpled issue 24 i love you issue 24 and I took it to Russ, who was there. Jeez, was it 20 years ago? It was It was when you could still get into Comic-Con <laughs> by going upstairs and buying a ticket. That, that's how long ago it was. You Doesn't go up, exist. Go upstairs, stand in line, <laughs> buy a ticket. You could stand in another line and try and convince them you were a professional, buy a ticket, and just walk in. Um, but, yeah, I saw him. And so I, I told him, I love this comic book. This is great. This is fantastic. And I don't know if he got a lot of G.I. Joe people walking by him in the day. So I asked him, you know, could you do a sketch on the cover of, of my favorite Joe, who's Duke? And, and he, he went, well, okay. And mm-hmm. this is Russ, you know, 20 years ago. It's still Russ. So he did a, a sort of Duke Hawk kind of face that he put in there. And, and it, it, it was in silver pen because I think that's all he had. And I, that was the first one. But there's some gaps in oh, between wait. the others after that. And I've got that issue in a box somewhere, but it's bounced around so many times. My long boxes are shuffled off in different directions. But yeah, that was it. And that was a that, good luck getting a Russie sketch 10 years after that. I did. This is you a... did. <laughs> I did too. Sorry, Mark. This is a, this is a... Too late now. This is a silver sharpie duke on on the front of 24 is that right yep first one yeah i did i was i was close i was close to getting a russ heath sketch i got as far as a couple of email exchanges with the guy who was sort of helping coordinate some commissions uh however long ago that was um but yeah didn't see it through it stuck to its conclusion and uh yeah it's hard online it's better if you can be around so you just go there and then generally yeah, he's, yeah. you know, he would go along with, we, we bought him later. We bought, ooh, oh, you're making fingers. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, 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 I thought the anecdote was coming to a close. Oh, oh sorry. Please, okay. please finish. For the second one, the, the one that's back there, we found him again because I was desperate to have a bigger, better one. And I, uh, uh, we got him, I think we got him through Larry and also Tim. And about, you know, because I was just bugging people. I'm good at that. I said, can, we, can you do that? And um, 
<laughs> he, we, we arranged to take him out to lunch. So we took him out to lunch, got yeah. him a few drinks and, and arranged it. He told horrendously horrible jokes that were really funny <laughs> and went into his time at Playboy and all, and uh, how, you know, they found his cut up comics under Lichtenstein's art easel. And so my husband arranged that for oh. my birthday. He met with him for lunch a few more times and had a thoroughly good time. What's the year on this piece? Uh, wow, scroll down. 14. Yep. Okay. Yeah, there was that, that there was a big space. That was way into my collecting. I, I got heavier into it once the Devil's Do guys got back into it. And it was relatively easy to get some sketches from then. So that's that that really skyrocketed it. So this one was not uh, a connection at a convention. This was this no e yeah emailing this, or co calling. I had tried that and yeah I yeah because he disappeared from conventions. Not you know it was harder to find him and it got harder to get into Comic Con. Uh, this is great. Mm. Yeah. Um, it. Uh, go for it. I said, I've, I've even, I've even, while we were talking, I've I queued up a little uh, animation from uh, the issue twenty-four commercial. <laughs> if we Ooh. wanted to get in the issue twenty-four vibe, yeah, get it? into the issue twivor vibe. I... No prison can hold Cobra. Is there a prison big enough, strong enough to hold the Cobra Commander? He's the enemy. He's escaping. He's the enemy of GI Joe. GI Our new team is ready, Commander. No, Destro, not quite. What does Cobra Commander mean? Find out in the further adventures of G.I. Joe from Marvel Comics. He's escaping! More Duke. He's escaping! I love that commercial. That was such a... And for that, that was like the synergy, right? The commercial looked like the comic, looked like the cartoon, looked like it was great. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So my my initial thought when I see this as a fan who wants everything to be just so is uh, that Duke's shirt isn't the familiar uh, yellow, and then I think, um, no, this is this is a fun uh, change. Also, I in in the own in, in the Russ Heath piece that I have, um, a couple of the colors aren't show accurate or toy accurate, and. Uh, I'm just gonna give that leeway to an older artist who um, didn't color his own work normally. Mm, you know, true. like when when I when the piece that I uh, commissioned was like, and I wanted color, and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and then uh, I can I can sort of then then I sort of apply some fan logic, and this is this is like Duke, normal Duke, and ten percent Tiger Force Duke. Yeah. Well, he's known as the first shirt, but in this case, it's his second shirt. It's his other first shirt. I I don't know. Maybe for it, it could have been with Russ. It could have been just that he wanted it to stand out from the hair and the skin, or he had his memory sort of you know militarized it up more so that it looked more like a a, a shirt you'd more likely see on somebody in the military. Um, I'm I'm pleased that uh, Heath didn't draw. Duke's double collar. Yeah. Because, you know, Duke's wearing two shirts, sort of, which is, okay. it's it's fine. If you look, if you look, Mark, 
up close at the Duke figure and Duke in animation. He's got a green collar under his yellow collar. And okay. I don't understand. I don't mind it. <laughs> I don't mind it. But uh, it's harder to draw. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's harder to draw. So by all means, that's a that's a tiny detail that we can all just uh, you know decide uh, doesn't need to be there without like you know being a fan complaining like it's not accurate to the toy. Oh no, it's good. <laughs> you you get more of the like upper chestal region there. No dog tags. <laughs> He asked for turnarounds because, of course, it, it's been decades since he'd, he'd seen it. And he probably has his original stuff somewhere in his apartment, mm. but finding it at would have been difficult. I don't know if he still, uh, some of that stuff was getting sold off, right? Yeah. In well, the, especially, in the, yeah. In, in the aughts. Um, yeah. Did you, did, what did, did you describe, like, I want him full body, arms akimbo, or did you just say, I want you to draw me Duke? I pretty much I, I left it to Cullen and and he asked for the turnarounds and we got um we got the uh, the book that was put out about with all the um, oh Jim Sorensen's yeah Jim's, Jim's book field of, guide yeah the field guide to GI Joe so we just got that because those are his original turnarounds anyways and marked it and sent it to him and he kept love, it for a bit I love the I love the shadow on his face. Yeah, no, it's really good. I mean, considering it looks like he did it with almost um, very thin pen, mm -hmm. and and his, uh, I'm a fan of the watercoloring. I I I'm thrilled that he watercolored that. That's not easy to do, and of course, he's self-taught completely. Is Russ Heath? He right. he he taught himself how to do most of this stuff and just moved his what way is, up. What is so is that you know the piece itself is is amazing but but the the, the signature down down here you can it's a, a little bit of a tell isn't it it's it's looking a little bit um moving on it's, you know move you well know, it's it's you know he's, he's struggling with that i think it's it's interesting that the writing is is that way but you but he's when he's drawing it's it's like another part of his brain kicked into gear. Yeah, and I've seen that happen with older that, people. That yeah, it's, it's it's almost two entirely separate pieces of your brain: the normal script and and uh, actually drawing. That and that people, even letterers, they can have really bad handwriting, but, but incredible lettering because lettering is closer to, uh, to, drawing, to drawing for them, maybe. Yeah. Do, you two, do you two have the art book that IDW published, Flesh and Steel, the art of Russ Heath? Yeah, that's impressive. I like that. The best part about that, well, not the best part because it's an impressive book, but uh, the part I like about that is that 24 was not just drawn by Heath. I'm not, I don't exactly remember the story why I would crack open the book and get it, but Mike Vosberg had a, had a, had a stab mm -hmm. at it. So you get to see some pages from both. Oh, really? In there? Yeah. Yeah. the the book The book was behind schedule, and um, Heath hadn't delivered twenty four, and Vosberg was um, already on his way out the door. And Denny O'Neill uh, asked Vosberg to turn in an issue twenty four, uh, something of a rush job, and mm. Vosberg did. Um, but then Heath's work showed up anyway so that's what got yeah, printed yeah I, I i was aware of the story i just didn't know that it had been printed so so some of that features in the 
this IDW book on on Russ Heath. Yeah, I, I I don't yeah. I've never seen Vosberg's page for that book until then. So yeah, I think he I think he's still from from his uh, blog post. I understand that he's still got the pages somewhere. So. Which is surprising because, again, a lot of that stuff has been a lot of the artists have sold off a bunch of their, a yeah, bunch of just, their, you art. know, like like that's that that special edition of um, the Mike uh, the Todd McFarlane unpublished issue. Um, it would be wonderful if uh, IDW could put out that lost issue. <gasps> wow, that'd be great. Imagine that. You know, Mark's up. Um, it's not beyond the realm of possibility if he could scrape them up. Just gives me an inkling of an idea. I don't know if Vosberg still has the art, but he does have photocopies. Yeah. Yeah, that he could always do. He actually painted a picture of my cat just recently, which was nice and sent it to me Wonderful. because Mark loves cats and I love cats he's too. He's a cat and, person, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got some amazing yeah. paintings of cats he sends out. He does it just because. I'm sorry your cat died. He's, and he, it, oh, it's no. a beautiful painting. It's, it's very gorgeous. I've got it. I've got a frame. Was this, this, um, was this unprompted or? Just yeah, no. Randomly... Um, sadly, oh, wow. Conrad Mauser um, reached the end of his kitty life and we had to say goodbye, which was very hard to do, but it was definitely mm. time. And uh, Mike saw and and sorry, he, Vosberg saw and he um, he just reached out. I, I like wow. painting pictures of cats. Here you go. I Because if they're in my area and a lot of them are in my area, I end up chatting with them mm -hmm. in uh conventions the smaller conventions around here and and so you keep on top of each other with the facebook and social media it's really nice incredible what's our um, next i think what's our next piece i'll flip back to the one that i skipped by very quickly uh earlier uh here we go and we might be able to see that double collar yes well that's taken that's a, a jay sullivan's version of the card he's really good at those too jamie sullivan is mm -hmm. fantastic at doing joe pieces and he did this all himself it's a huge piece too and there's little conrad mauser in his arms i love it and <laughs> that aside it's it's um is it is it completely authentic to the file card is the is that weapon is probably different isn't it i don't think so uh no it's not is it it's uh it, he does he does have to, that the laser gun on the on the card art and the weird binoculars well gotta have the weird <laughs> binoculars. really weird binoculars it, the, like the way garrido had them hanging almost looks like an afterthought like, would they hang that way maybe not mm -hmm. there's that double collar yeah the double collar uh the tri tri triple triple collar if if the cat is wearing a collar. We never put a collar on Conrad. How dare we try? But um, you know that double collar popped out a lot more in Tiger Force because they 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 put it kept it in the color scheme and it ended up sort of a salmony salmony color. Uh huh. It was fun to make one when I did a um I did a twelve inch Tiger Force Duke for fun. It's sort of a kit bash, mm -hmm. and I had to put the double collar in. That thing's a pain in the butt. I can only imagine what it must be like for a real person <laughs> to wear a double collar like that. Because in 12 inches, it was horrible to try and put that together. <laughs> okay, cool. No, I really love this it's... one because it's it's oh, sorry. it's oh it's it's the heroic pose, not arms akimbo yeah. this time. But it's also it's like 
I'm never going to get my hands on the, the painting for the card art. Just never happening. Hasbro's not letting that out of their fault. I was surprised <laughs> Daryl let me touch it and even take a picture with it. And I joke that he's really fast, but he's really fast. And you can't get out of the Hasbro building before he catches you. So this is the closest I'm going to get. And it's for that, it's spectacular. I almost prefer it. Yeah. And it, it's nice that it's, you know, it's so close to the original, but then it's got your own, you know, personal touch to it as well. Well, yeah. When I look at that, it, it just makes me grin. You know, Jay is now, I think he's going to be driving around the country to different conventions and things. He's going to be at Joe Fest, which is coming up soon. Yeah, he wanted to do a a, a big series of, of these, of uh, uh, commissions of the Garrido recreations, you know, up to a maximum of one per per character. And uh, he's, there's there's a few that he's uh, he's done that you can see on his I think on his Instagram. Yeah, they're all spectacular. Yeah. I mean, his covers are just crazy. It, it, just trying to look closely at a, a, a Sullivan cover. They're amazingly detailed. Like he's got that one coming out of a uh, Firefly, Firefly, mm -hmm. Ooh, Firefly, Firefly coming out, you know, do having blown up something. And you look at the, this radio satellite towery thing and it looks, all, you know, you'd think, oh, well, he photoshopped an actual. No, he draws all of that by hand each little bit. It's crazy. Excellent. Move on to the next. Here we go. Uh, Katie Cook, uh, a matching pair of <laughs> Scarlet Pew Pew, and uh, I like the Duke. way she's standing. Yeah, it's almost—it's more like she's floating. Yeah, she, she didn't get a ground, but that's okay. It's just the way she's got the sort of like the hunch in the shoulders, and she's comfortable, and she's like, "Hey, pew pew pew." These are sweet little pictures. They're tiny. She does them at cons for people, and they're just—they're just very little, sweet, dinky things on the cards and she captured exactly what I wanted with like just only yeah, a single was, color. Um, she was at Thought Bubble in the UK a few times and I think she was charging back when we first encountered her five pounds each for this kind of thing and she would have a lengthy queue stretching all the way down the the, the hall and um, I don't know her current rates but I imagine it's much more than than that. Yeah, she tries to keep those little cards down, but you know, they, everything goes up with inflation. But I didn't. I don't think it was much higher when I got those. The exchange rate it must have been like ten dollars, if that. Okay. But these were back a bit. How? How big? They're just like they're they're slightly bigger than a card. Okay. So they're not really they're, the 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 images themselves are just very tiny. And it's so, Bristol. The paper is a yeah. little thick. Yeah. Are you a My Little Pony fan, Diana? No, not per se. I like that they remade it in a different way that's slightly more sarcastic and a little less sweet and syrupy. Mm. But mm. I've not followed ponies all that closely. <laughs> Whenever that she's most famous for professionally outside of her. Commission? Yeah, yeah. The comic her series, yeah, that IDW okay. publishes. Um, I, I haven't read it, but we always have it at my store. And whenever I flip through it, I'm, I'm always struck by how good it looks. Mm -hmm. like all the covers, the variants, the interiors, the colors. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, and it's 
it sells well. I mean, it's a it's a fantastic looking book, and the people who work on it they love it, and it shows in what they put out. Every inch of art and every page is beautiful, and the writing too. There was um, so over the years Hasbro uh, and through its licensors has experimented with you know books for little kids. Uh, was it? Like eight years ago, there was that Transformers like storybook for little kids. I am Optimus Prime, um, and I'm looking at this, and suddenly I want a like little kid storybook <laughs> of GI Joe drawn by Katie Cook. Right? Oh yeah, like, it's like Duke and Scarlet find a snake or something. Um, pew, pew. Or it rather than being authentically uh, for younger readers, maybe it could be. Um, there's that book. Uh, I forget who published it. Um, the Alien Next Door, which is like the 20th Century Fox xenomorph <laughs> aliens, but it's like a it's like a children's book, a uh, little hardcover, and it's drawn more like this in a in a reduced, uh, simple uh, style. So I, I I could also take one that's um, more ironic and tongue in cheek, and that's not actually for seven year olds. Yeah, they tried that. They tried to do an all oh, yeah GI Joe. I remember yeah. that, and that just disappeared well it wasn't it wasn't gi joe it was the whole crossover Has yeah it was, it was the combined it was, universe it was revolution yeah uh yeah i i grew i read the first three was the, was there a fourth issue i don't recall no i don't think so i think it just stopped uh oh you think it wasn't finished I, I might be completely wrong because that's before I was actually involved in anything. But I, I, right. I remember getting all the issues and being like, this is cute. I like this. And then that was it. Never heard again from it. And the arc wasn't, mm. the little story wasn't wrapped up. Uh, I liked it. It was, uh, I, I think, I wonder if it was lost in the shuffle of the larger Hasbro verse, you know, just lots of comics for all these characters. And, um, uh, and and hard it's a hard sell right mm -hmm. it's like you know the 20 30 40 something year olds who um who there it is who like these characters do they want the the kid version that's uh like a little uh like jokey and fun but that's actually legitimately all ages and then um uh i, I remember my reaction to it um i liked it but it was busy it was crowded because yeah, it's a lot going like, on because it's like all five or six of these um, toy lines are together. So, you know, like Optimus Prime does something for a page and a half and it's like, oh, we got it. We got to get a, a Micronaut in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of IP there to manage. Um, but Before, yeah, I'm a fan uh, generally of that. Hmm? Oh, yeah. Kind of. Uh, universe of of books from uh art, art Baltzar and um franco. franco and uh yeah i think they're they're generally you know very nice and, and charming but for some bizarre reason i don't i don't think i've got this one but uh, i i have got the the mask hellboy uh and a lot of the dc work that he he did as well with the teen titans and yeah utterly charming books and and a really good sort of gateway comic for for quite uh yeah young comic readers i i like i this is the one of the things i like about collecting is this is an art style that they would i don't know who the they is that that person hearing about collecting comic art wouldn't think of it's a war comic why do you want them but 
honestly, <laughs> I every collector has pieces like this because it's it's sweet, and I like seeing again. I like seeing the characters seen by other people. So like I get their view on it, and I get they're, they're a bit of themselves in it. And when you start doing that with the same character repeatedly, it becomes about the differences between them and the experience with the artist, but but just how they see the character. I always know when um, someone doesn't quite have a grasp on it because the picture I get is sort of aimless, I guess I can say. Did you provide reference? For Scarlet, she didn't need. I think I might have brought a picture up for Duke because she needed to again Duke Hawk. It's the blonde one, right? And but I I don't think she needed much. Scarlet definitely not. And I saw other GI Joes on the table when Ooh. I got these. So she'd done a cute little Snake Eyes. I think there was like a cute little Destro and Baroness or something. So she 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 was a Pony fan. I'm assuming she knows it, some of GI Joe. I bet she does. Yeah, everyone must know some of some of the Everyone show. must know. Everyone. We've got some uh, hellos in the comments. We've got uh, a Facebook user who I've quickly just checked is Mike. Um, if you've not, if you're commenting via Facebook, uh, you, I think you have to click on a link to register your name with Streamyard to make the connection. Otherwise, you show up as Facebook user. But uh, thanks for watching. And we've also got uh, GI Joe Netherland. Hello, Yay! Hello. Let's Great look at some more art. Watching. More art. Let's I've got lots do of it. it. More, more, more art. Ooh, there we go. Rod Wiggum, Duke and Scarlet, part to reveal. Indeed, Rod Wiggum's Rod Wiggum's modern GI Joe is so crisp. Oh yeah, it's so satisfying, and um, his covers at the beginning of the IDW run that continued the Marvel run. Um, uh, I was still f getting used to GI Joe being back, and that first arc wasn't my favorite. So, uh, Wiggum's covers. Did you did you do the second arc? Am I remembering that correctly? Of this uh, of the uh, ARH. Yeah. Was first. Oh, it was the first? Okay. Well, I could be wrong. I could I could be wrong. But it was uh, certainly very much towards the beginning of it. First or second. Maybe someone can correct me in the comments. Um <laughs> uh, those were good. Uh they they didn't uh wow me. I, I thought it was fun that um since Wiggum hadn't done covers originally, now he got to do covers. Uh, but since then, in seeing some convention sketches and commissions uh work like this. Um, uh, he is his, I like, I like his modern GI Joe stuff in like 2015 and 2019 and 2020 actually more. I think he's gotten better. Uh, M O R E with, uh, without, <laughs> without any irony or exaggeration. Not um, how you spell it. Yeah, no, they're, it's the, uh, there they that are. kind of, that kind of thing like that. Uh, okay. First arc. Thank you. First um, yeah, that was uh, one five seven. Uh, you know, he Rod Wiggum draws the daily newspaper strip Gil Thorpe, which is a uh, a sports strip. This is you know one of those newspaper strips that's been running for decades, and uh, that you know passed from the original 
right? Artist, cartoonist to someone else to someone else. And um, I'm not familiar with it more than that, except to say that um, uh, it's 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 really fun when a when a comics artist uh, moves over to a newspaper strip, right? Like Joe Staten uh, has been drawing the uh, daily Dick Tracy strip for uh, I think a couple, I think three years now. Um, um, but Wiggum, Wiggum has gotten better, and he was always good. So this is that's not it's not a backhanded compliment. Like Wiggum has just gotten better. I think I think his compositions and his his spotting of blacks and his it's this piece is so great. Yeah, yeah, and he's I, I, late. when I've mm -hmm. I was just gonna say when I've seen his um his more modern stuff versus his older stuff, I wonder to what extent that is a change in style over time, but also that we're seeing him now more ink his own stuff, whereas previously it was mostly inked by, is it, I'm going to probably mispronounce it, but Andy Mashinsky? Yeah, Andy Mashinsky. Uh, who, um, so, uh, sorry, I've got to, I got his name's not a thing behind me, sorry. Yeah, so, so I, I've not, I've not, you know, I've not seen too much of sort of unadulterated Rod, vintage Rod Wiggum art, but I, I think that um, that that Andy's um, inking style was, you know, very complimentary. Yeah, this and, one uh, kind of surprised me in how good it was. I mean, not that he, I, I was, you know, I was going to be so happy with anything I got from Wiggum, and he's fantastic, but just you've got those several layers of textures and colors you've got dark at the bottom so it sort of anchors you down to where he's sitting and you've got these diagonal strips mm. right and they're they're giving you that that movement so even though he's sitting totally still right reading it's a very calm moment for him but the way this is driven and the way that the weight of the textures of the rock and the darkness at the bottom and the shadows down there and then you have some smoke blowing in the wind above him and then that wall with the bullet holes in there just cuts it in half it, it it's it it doesn't give you that you know it's that little moment of peace perhaps totally ensconced in all this weight and rock and smoke and fighting and there's a more movement than you would think on a picture of a guy sitting reading i see mm. two pairs of collars uh, well, uh <laughs> do you remember um diana what did you ask for with this piece um i asked for him doing something beyond i all start out you know whatever tickles your mind is good but you don't want to leave artists with that because some strange things can come back as because they they want some guidance so i said you know i like the pointing and yelling and arms akimbo pictures those are always cool and i get a lot of those but i really like to see the kinds of things soldiers do when they're not fighting like show me something about the person because when someone's pointing and yelling and shooting and directing or standing with arms akimbo, that doesn't actually tell you much about who they are. So I said, you know, I I, I, I like the pictures of downtime just as much as the battle pictures. And I, I said, you know, I think I like Elliot. I, he's, Elliot was one of the most impressive soldiers out there. And so I, I, I asked, you know, could he be reading? And how about this book? Because that's the kind of book a, a soldier might read. This Maybe. also feels like uh, sort of classic Duke now or a mixture of 1983 
and the 20 teens because that's that's a more modern machine gun mm -hmm. and that's not the weapon that duke originally came with so there's that kind of very small updating you know it's not like mm -hmm. it's not like he's yeah. he's in his yellow and green but it's got like lots of you know straps and ribbing and like modern gear stuff on it it's duke it's just a subtle update with that weapon yeah and i like the little detail and of that watch that that yeah. pops up on duke now and again a little leather or i don't know if it's webbing but i've seen that in more than one picture and i don't know i guess they have the modern watches but it feels to me something like somebody might have worn in the 70s or the 60s and the the balance on this picture in terms of the the technical details on uh, on his uh, gun without overloading it so it's it's all just feeling like a, a very balanced picture all in the same style because you know he um, Wiggum doesn't tend to, to overload or overly render but um you know it's just is is completely integrated in 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 the same style and, and you know still set, you've got all of the detail there but it's you know completely fitting in with the the rest of the the piece yeah, and I it needs to be there. It needs to be there to match the 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 flow of the wall and the, the the line between the wall and the smoke on the other side. In a way, you need that extra diagonal there to to keep the eye moving in those sort of sharp diagonal lines. But yeah, it's it's a fantastic picture. And if when you get it and you look up close, you can just look at it and find new details all the time. Perfect. Should we move on to the next one? Okay. Oh. My God. It's Michael Golden. It's a fantastic mo Look at that. Michael Golden. So that gun has such weight to it. Oh, <laughs> you're right. And he's he's got his signature in the uh, the butt of the, the rifle there. Just, uh, yeah. Just into, into his arm. Nice I am lucky enough to have two Mike Goldens, but this one is was the second one. And this one just, it's one of those ones that when you get the picture, you can't help smiling for the rest of the day because it's just fantastic. <laughs> it is, uh, it is, you know, almost anything by him is amazing. But uh, this, this particularly, it's it's got so much going on. Uh, you know, the, he's is the the. The color, the color, well, the lack of color, the blacks that he's using on, on his, on his rifle there, um, while still maintaining such a huge level of precision and technical detail there, it's, uh, and, and still feeling like a complete piece. It's, it's pretty, uh, pretty mind blowing. That, that, oh yeah. Right down to, you can see the little lines in the scope, right? Where the, the lens might've been like set in. It's just. He's always good at that. I I, I loved his, his time on um, the NAM most because he, he gets to draw those like really amazingly detailed vehicles and tiny bits and geez, like even the texture on the grenade. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Golden. Um, uh, I, I've seen, uh, I own one of his Punisher covers and uh, Golden pays particular attention to equipment, you know, whether it's a, a vehicle or or a, a rifle. And 
he really is inking this uh, differently. It's it's almost like he's eating, inking it inverted, you know, like black is white and white is black, where, um, you know, Duke's shirt, like that's left white because that's going to be yellow and his pants are left uh, white because that's going to be green. Um, but like sort of the rules of golden inking this kind of image, like the gun is going to be black. Uh, it's going to be more black than white. And, um, you know, you, I say this casually, not as a, not as a medical diagnosis or as like, not as someone who has interviewed him, but you know, like he has a photographic memory. You get the sense that, um, this equipment, like if he's drawn it once, he can just draw it again and again and again. Um, and I think that goes for characters as well. Um, what's also so fascinating about his art, and this goes back to, you know, his first work at DC and Marvel in the late seventies, but it, it really kicks into high gear with, uh, the nom is that he is cartooning here and there. You know, like those eyes are a little bigger, you know, that chin and that mouth, mm -hmm. those are, those are cartooned. And then these proportions where this gun is a little bit squat and, you know, Duke's torso, I, I know, I know that his pose suggests this anyway, but you know, his torso is like 4% short, shorter than sort of anatomy would dictate um, because Golden is here and there, but very much in his faces here and there in his drawings, he cartoons, right? You can see it, how he draws um, some of the vehicles in your book too, that are like slightly stretching. Yeah, or as they if, look like as... they're bending around because they're going over a bump. Yeah, yeah. But it it helps you feel what's going on in the panel. And like for his he, for a gun, you can't you can't cartoon up a gun too much. I mean, if it's shooting rapidly, you might distort it. But for people, when you can't hear their voices, so you don't can't hear the inflection, you have to take a little bit of cartooning into that face so that you can get what's going on that that just that little bit of distortion helps imply the tone of their voice when they're yelling or running and i remember that in the nom the characters were just a bit animated looking but then the vehicles were perfect but he blends it together so well that that it, it fits you don't see them as cartoons they just are to give the expression to what they're doing yeah, I was thrilled to get this one. I it was worth the wait because it, it you know he's a busy man. It took some time. This is this is not a convention. This is a commission through his agent, right? I got yeah, I got the commission through the agent. I'd had one from him before, so he sort of knew that he'd done one before. But I picked mm -hmm. it up at Long Beach Con, and I had actually met him at cons in between to you know check in and discuss it. Like he would ask, well, do you want to, you know, so it, it sort of is a, a, one of the rare, rare ones. It's sort of a little bit of both. Back okay. when we and all do you, I didn't ask this up front, but do, do you have a sketchbook um, or are generally these pieces on, on, on loose paper? I can't, I can't, I can't have a sketchbook. It's a me thing. I can't leave a book full of possibly awesome sketches for on anyone's table ever. I can't do it. I, I, I'd be like, no, those are mine. And if something happens, then I'll never see them again. And also I like them to be able to be taken out. 
so I like them to stand on their own. When you when sketchbooks, the thing about a sketchbook is that is a definite collection. So when it's done, you go through the sketchbook. And I know a lot of people are very, may have multiple sketchbooks and have some person go into one sketchbook, but not into another. So then the collection stands together, which is a good thing. But for me, the pieces stand on their own. And when you look at them all on one page, you can sort of see what's going on. But I, I like them to be individual because there's a, to me, that's, that's how it's gotta be. And again, I mm-hmm. can't, don't dare leave it with anyone. Mark, can you zoom in on the lower fingers on the the bloop? Okay, there we go. Uh, man, I uh, I have I have in my comics collection. Uh, you know, I have a box with like GI Joe, and I have a box with the rest of GI Joe and Special Missions, and I have a box with assorted X Men and Wolverine issues. I have a short box that's just Michael Golden. And it's um, it's a handful of issues that he's drawn, like the Marvel Holiday Special with the Hama Wolverine story, uh, like the Micronauts Special Edition, and then the rest of it is just comics where he drew the covers, like Mutant X or uh, like the Tops Jurassic Park. So I have a little gallery of my own, just in a short box that I can sometimes <laughs> pull a book out randomly, um, and you know, so many of his covers he also colored. So not just inking, but coloring and retaining such complete control uh, over that work. And, you know, so often the cover is by far the best thing about that comic book. Yeah, it just, that one I was after for a very long time. I think when I started doing collections, uh, commissions in the devil's due days, I knew I'm one day I will get one. I don't know how I'll figure it out. (laughs) And I'll stalk them until they agree. Yes. (laughs) Draw me to I will find you. Um, Yeah, you got me thinking, Tim, about um, the Michael Golden that he was doing. Was it Detective Comics? Um, uh, He was doing those those covers and they they were sort of these incredible colors and compositions. And the the interiors had just no chance of standing up to the quality of the cover. (laughs) It was somewhat somewhat unfair on the... To be fair, the interiors are good they're they're just not sublime yeah exactly it's just an unfair competition <laughs> okay we've got a nice comment coming in here uh, the art thus thus far is amazing diana and this show has gotten me into sketching again since a long long time so i'm making a duke for you in graffiti letters hooray graffiti wow. character duke it's great thank you more duke more come spray okay. paint it on my wall <laughs> What's next? Next up is we talked about him before, and here yep. he is. Oh, the kitties! That's great. But again, look at the 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 gun. It's spectacular. Completely different style, but yeah, he. It's just what do you do when the fighting stops for a bit? And you find pictures of soldiers feeding kitty cats, among other mm. things. I think one, was it the Polish? There was a Polish unit that had a bear. I didn't, don't think I need a bear, but you know, <laughs> stray kitties. Okay. This, is a, this is a nice idea, Diana, to give a, an artist drawing a commission something 
a cue that's that sets them up for something not standard like soldier at rest or soldier between uh the fights um Vosberg, uh you know he's he's known for gi joe and she hulk i guess she hulk and gi joe and then you know comics lost him to animation uh where he storyboarded and uh later directed for for years and years and and then he moved into you know storyboarding for live action films and um he i've been to his home um and he has several the art that he has up on his walls are pieces from like the illustration greats of the i'm gonna guess 50s right uh, and if you spend time on his website, you can see him often musing about, writing about, uh, drawing homages to the, the artists mm. who are his important uh, favorites. Uh, and these are people who, like comics fans, probably don't know because they were painting like magazine covers or book covers or movie posters, right, in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, right? This is not like Jack Kirby. Um, and um, Vosberg can, he can draw and paint in many styles. And it's, it's exciting that when he draws a comics commission like this, um, he can come back to something more standard or recognizable for comics. And yet, you know, if, if I sort of squint and I look at this sideways, like I can see like illustrator and illustration mm. influences uh, you know, some of this is 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 um, in the treatment of color here, you know, mm -hmm. like for comics, like certainly for sketches and certainly, you know, in previous episodes like this, we've talked about uh, copic markers, warm grays and cool grays. Um, so this does feel familiar, but, you know, like this would never be a cover for a comic book. And as it, you know, the, the rules, the, the latitude for convention sketches, commissions is much wider, of course, but, um, you know, like, Duke's all white. Duke is left un, uh, uncolored in or adorned. And then there's all this brown and this warm gray behind him, right? It's really unusual and striking. But for like, not comics people, but for like illustration people, you know, it'd be like, yeah. And I'm fine. I like that. That's, that's, I like to go that way. I've often I've sometimes asked someone who's not in comics to do Duke because it's it's even better. There's more stuff for my collection, <laughs> and and it's I unlimited, unlimited. And sometimes I'll wander around Artist Alley, and you know Artist Alley these days you'll get a, quite a mix of this person has worked in comics, this person wants to work in comics, yeah, um, and has their own comic or is self-publishing, and I try to find if I find a style I like then I'll go over and say, Hey, and some of the best, some of the best pieces I have were done by someone trying to break in who has a fantastic style that appealed to me that day and did a really great solid job because they found it interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You can uh, find some real gems that way. Okay. More Duke. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Is this this is at a convention, right? Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. Was there a long line? I lucked out. I got to him when there wasn't. There was like two people who were chatting with him. Okay. And I went up and I asked him, would you do it? And he's like, yeah. Did it seem like he knew G.I. Joe? Did you oh, have yeah. reference? Yeah, yeah. He 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 knows Larry and they're they're they they've known each other, so he knew okay. what G.I. Joe was. Um I probably showed him some on his phone, but he I can't even remember if I did, but he didn't need much. No, right. he, he knew. And uh, it's fantastic. How long do you think it took him to do this? You know, I got that back at the end of the day. Uh-huh. So I, I hit him first. Mm -hmm. So and I, I, it's a long haul in the day. So it, it, he took his time doing it, but you know, I don't, I don't think it took him more than the day. I do think that artists like Stan Sakai and Sergio Aragones, right? And, you know, they're they're related in that Sakai letters grew, but um, they're they both draw relatively quickly and that comes from many years of practice you know like I, I think when we think of both of their art we think of sort of more cartoony and uh not overly detailed compared to you know like the guy who's drawing batman with like lots of lines on his you know armor and his chest um and yet there is a lot of satisfying detail in usagi ojimbo uh or or a piece like this, um, but uh, Sakai—he's one of those guys where um, some days I feel like he's because I, I read Usagi Ojimbo and I've been reading it since '91. Uh, um, some days I feel like he's the most underappreciated talent in comics, uh, and isn't isn't there an Eisner talent deserving of wider recognition? Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, there are so many issues of Usagi Ojimbo where just that one issue is like a masterclass in comics. It's like, you could just teach a semester long class in comics. <laughs> it's like breaking down this script, um, looking at like the rhythm of the opening scene or like the layout of the first page and the layout of a middle page and then like a fight scene. And the, th and the reason why I bring sort of Argonis up as well is that these two guys make it look easy, right? Um, but that, that's just like Stan Sakai has so not even writing, right. Just, just drawing so much talent, like packed into himself. Mm. Yeah. And you can, you know, he's one of the ones that will draw right at his table, easy to see. So you can sit and watch him and it's, it's just thrilling. It just boom, boom. So when he's drawing you Saji for books, it's, it's literally, and each picture is different. Also, uh, probably so obvious that all three of us forgot to say it, but with a creator who is so uh, synonymous with one character over several decades, and, you know, he drew, like, one cover for Marvel, and he drew, um, you know, like, a little bit of Ninja Turtles here and there, and he drew, like, one very short story that was Star Wars when Dark Horse had the license. Like, you know, he pops up here and there in other cases, other places. Um, but like, 
you know, he's never drawn a GI Joe pinup or a variant cover or a backup story. And I've certainly never seen any commissions or convention sketches. So sort of the obvious sentence is how unusual and exciting to see a GI Joe image drawn by Stan Sakai. Absolutely. It's fantastic. Yeah, no, that's yeah, there's there's so much energy here. I love I love some of the little details that sort of come out as you as you're looking at it. I like the how you know he's 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 boxed in the image with in, in this this rectangular panel but then he's got the you know this pistol here is is sort of breaking that piss the, the the line the the bullet from this one is and then he's got this incoming fire and it's just eating into the the panel with those little gaps and it's a it's a very small touch but it just creates such you know a feeling of energy into into the image yeah you got shrapnel flying across it's uh it's great. The just the expression on his face too is just you'll see little toothies there. And somebody else <laughs> might have gone in and drawn each individual tooth and that kind of would have wrecked it in a way. But that's not how he draws. I have been trying many years to get an Aragones and I asked him straight out. I think the same convention I was uh, I got this from Sakai, but he Again, he's not identified with G.I. Joe and Hasbro sometimes, you know, they're, they've not gone after anyone doing commissions, but he didn't have an interest in it. And I, I'm sure it wasn't like, no, I hate it. It was just like, I'm not comfortable with that. I was in line at a convention where, uh, Sergio, for a Sergio Aragonis sketch. And I think he was... I think he was doing either Gru or like Alfred E. Newman. And I, I don't remember if there was, maybe I, I maybe I was too scared to ask. <clears throat> I wouldn't have asked for uh, G.I. Joe, but by that point he had done his uh, Destroys DC and what's the Marvel one? Mashes Marvel and like Stomp's Star Wars uh, specials. <laughs> um, this was before all of his uh, Maggie Simpson, Simpsons comics. I, Did you? Were you about to say something that you were in the you were in the line for him, and you oh, were thinking of what to uh, ask him? It it didn't occur. It wouldn't have occurred to me to to ask him to do a GI Joe. No. A GI so I'm glad, Diana, that that you did, and it's interesting yeah. to hear the response. Yeah, and if the so if he's not comfortable for? with it, I'm not going to force the issue either because that's not just going to be it's just not going to be a good commission anyways. If I try and push him and do this for me and. Um, I, think I, I think I got the Mad logo or Alfred e. Newman. It's in that sketchbook that I'll never let you see, Mark, because it's in storage. <laughs> no. Well, I'll go up and ask him again. It's been a decade and a half or something. I can see if maybe he'll do it. But you know, the feeling is real. He he could have had an experience in the past with something similar that just nope, not going to do it. Not going to do it. I also appreciate. Uh, when I appreciate the 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 balance that the like talent who's sitting at a table in front of you has to strike with being polite and the expectations or unreasonable expectations of the collector fan who's like ready with money in hand, right? It's like I want you to draw Batman. It's like sorry, yeah. I don't I don't like Batman. Or you know I've drawn ten Batmans today. Can we can you pick someone else? 
they're not photocopiers. You don't put in money or press a button and picture comes out. And if they don't want to do it, then you say, okay, well, thanks. And either you find something they do want to do, or you go find someone who does want to do what you want them to do. You know, it's, that's easy. I have no problem with people saying no. Okay. Ask Sergio Aragones to draw Gru. Uh, maybe I bet you could get, I bet he would draw Sergeant Rock. Oh, he might. Then you can squint. You're like, ah, close enough. Yeah, it'll do something. Or maybe just <laughs> fit it in somehow. I'll try. Sergeant Rock with several grenades. And then just yeah. call it Sergeant Savage. Give him a bandolier. And <laughs> have him point and yell. And that'll work. By that time, he's probably like, no, I know what you're doing. I told you no 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, back to Sakai. This is... Uh, this is so much fun. And also maybe the other obvious thing uh, that we forget f we forget to say aloud is like, because uh, Sakai always is drawing anthropomorphic animals, of course he can also draw people. And it's, it's unusual. And when he does, mm. it's really wonderful. Uh, he did that miniseries for Dark Horse uh, that Mike Richardson wrote, 47 Ronin, which is the retelling oh, of that. Oh, I read that retelling of that famous like Japanese legend and um and it was good and it's it's people it's not it's not related to Usagi Ojimbo uh it's people and I remember thinking at the time this is good uh, I I don't begrudge anyone who wants to do something different for seven months but I also sort of wish I could just trade that in for seven more issues of Usagi Ojimbo they have it gathered up into a, a trade now and it's an it's a nice book to get if you like Sakai and are ready to go into that. Or if you're a fan of, I mean, a lot of people apparently really love that legend because it's been done more than once. It's it's a solid book. I have a friend whose brother um, is a Western samurai researcher, I guess, historian. I forget his name because his, his written name is not the same. But I read the the Sakai 47 Ronin alongside reading one of his books. And so when you do that, you sort of go back and forth and notice the details that Sakai had researched and put in to the book because he goes into, you know, the the, the, the swords, the handle, the the guard and what that means and the symbols and the family and the the rules and the legend and just it, having them both together was a, I, probably what made it more like engrossing for me to read that one. Okay, cool. Are we ready for more Duke? More. Yes. <laughs> okay. Next up. It is. Yeah. Wait, uh, Tim, do you want to have a guess at this before I put the name up? Um, hmm, can you zoom in? Hmm. Look at the letters on the back of his jacket. <laughs> good, uh, yeah, good prompt. AF. Are those someone's initials? It's a group. Uh, huh. This feels this feels familiar, but I can't quite place it. It is Action Force because the art is by John Cooper. So, uh, very good link to our uh, total Action Force discussion that we were having this morning. Um, 
so this John is Cooper this, was one of is this an original the lead artist? Yeah. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Here we go. Oh, okay. So, okay. So this is how it saw print back in the in the day, probably I don't know what, nineteen eighty five, something like that. Uh, yeah, John Cooper was one of the lead artists on the Action Force books. Uh and uh yeah, at the time, the Action Force team had a brand new base and that was being tied into in, in one of the stories. And they had a number of features sort of detailing some of uh, the the um, parts of that base. And so so this has got the mess area and uh, up the top where Duke has got his tray of food. Uh, and then underneath it's the uh, leisure facilities where they've got uh, a dartboard and a pool table. What's snooker? It's like pools. Okay. <laughs> snooker. Um, snooker. Snooker. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you, Diana, did you buy this from Cooper himself from a, had, an art dealer? I bought it from a dealer. I found it online and jumped on it because the price was fantastic for what it was. Okay. It is a big piece and it is mm. in fantastic shape um, considering you know, it's it's on the wall behind me here. I have it matted because I don't want anything to happen with it. And I believe he had passed away either recently after I got this or recent or before. Am I right in that? I think uh, so. Yeah, just... When did uh, he pass? I want to say 2014, I want to say. Maybe sometime around there. Yeah, and it was shipped over to me in great condition and i just i love it duke is one of the few action force members who was it was basically duke they just there you go and um then there's that jammer next to him uh, close enough yeah. yeah mark it was probably probably he was probably the stalker iteration uh yeah he switched uh, yeah switch names yeah mark, and again i like it because i'm sorry i like it because they're not fighting they're eating lunch there's little sky yeah, striker let me stick back the to uh, the original little sky striker picture mark, on the wall mark can you give us a sentence or two of uh what else uh what's the artist's first name john john cooper. john cooper uh what else was he known for how long was he affiliated with uh battle action force so he was yeah very much affiliated with uh, battle action force he had um a very long tenure on one of the non-action force stories called johnny red which was about this uh british fighter pilot who uh, was serving alongside the the russians and that ran for a long time during, in the pages of uh, battle and was recently kind of uh reinvented or revisited by garth ennis and keith burns as a limited uh, series um and then, yeah, he had a very, uh, uh, yeah, he had quite did quite a lot of work on on other strips that were featuring in uh, in the issue. So I, th I think in in the sorry battle and action force, and um, yeah, I think he's just one of these long established um, artists jobbing away um, on on the British boys comic boys comics weeklies for for a, a long uh, a long time and um, and didn't. Had, did Judge Dredd, right, for a bit? He did, yeah. He did some Judge Dredd as well for for 2000 AD. I think he did some work during um, their big Apocalypse War um, series. And um, what else was I going to say? Uh, yeah, he's, he did a, an awful lot of the 
of the major uh, action force stories. So there was uh, um, London in peril, where Cobra had occupied uh, London, and there was uh, a sort of a big, long-running story at the end of the Action Force era called Operation Deep Cover, which is where Zartan infiltrated the ranks of the Action Force team, and it was, you know, using up all of the characters um, and all of these different uh, locations, building up to a grand finale, well, where Cobra essentially is finally defeated. Um, Cooper and, didn't. And yeah, just he he didn't pop up in American comics. I not much. don't believe, and I'm not I'm not familiar of anything that he did for American comics. Um, I know that he did uh, a fair amount for for 2000 AD. Um, I'm trying to think of the character's name. It was um this kind of grizzled detective with um, Armitage. Is his, his name? Sort of white hair and a little white beard. Um, those are things I'm most familiar with. But I'm sure um, prior to to that point, he's probably working all over the place across uh, <laughs> across lots of um, sort of boys comics as they would have been called in the back in the day. Diana, you don't have uh, uh, an extra connection to the, the British incarnations of G.I. Joe, right? As as a fan, as a collector, is this, this um, is a little bit of an outlier for you? It is my um, I'm the my sister and I for a long time were the only American children in our family. My parents came over here in the late 60s, early 70s from the UK, and we'd go back to visit. So some of my G.I. Joe figures are actually Action Force figures. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. And I had cousins who read Action Force. But yeah, this, is, this stands out a bit. The Action Force comics to read are uh, completely, well, not completely, but it's, it's a different tone. It's a different yeah. tone than G.I. Joe, and it's worth sure. a read to see that different tone. Um, I like them and, a lot, actually. And during the, I guess, the Series 3 incarnation of, of, of Action Force, when they started releasing the, the Hasbro toys as the main line rather than the um, five-point articulation Palatoy toys, um, Duke was very much the star, the, you know, the leader of Action Force and, and um, dominating more... Uh, page time and, and cover time than than any of the other characters so as a duke fan um there he's got a lot of exposure in the, in the pages of yeah he's made a lot of covers too you can it's just do cover 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 one after the other for that run sounds like more duke it was a lot. <laughs> they got more duke covers more. in the uk than i got over here <laughs> there's right, this time like, for more duke more yeah, more, more duke here we go. Do you want to tell us about this one? Uh, this this and, is, and I, have a few, I have a few pieces from Emma Pitson, and she is a G.I. Joe fan, hardcore G.I. Joe cartoon fan. Um, she has a DeviantArt page. She is um, an animator and also a fantastic artist. So this is my more recent piece from Emma, and she's 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 known on DeviantArt as Emma Nation. So you can find her. She has an Instagram page. She is on Facebook. She's done other commissions for other people. So if you go to her DeviantArt page and look at her G.I. Joe uh, gallery there, there's some fantastic pieces. She's done a Flint and Lady J. Um, she reimagined the women in G.I. Joe in like different eras for a bit. 
Uh, she does a lot of fantastic fan art of other um, series and uh, things as well. But she goes along with and, and humors me and enjoys it too. So this is like, well, what happened after the Christmas episode before they got the parrot small again? It's expensive <laughs> to feed giant parrots. And what I like about Emma is she'll work with me. So she'll come up with ideas and this is her work is completely digital. So she'll come up with ideas and we'll both go through and figure out what, well, this one of my first pieces I got from her, which uh, GI Joe comic fans don't like so much. This is a smoochy smoochy piece and just moving a, moving a hand changed the entire tone of the picture. That's the one. So she tried so many different ways Scarlet's hand could be. Is it grabbing the bandolier? Is it just sort of resting there? Is it down on the? And so when <laughs> we tried that, and boom, there it went. And yeah, that that makes some people unhappy. But if you're a comic fan, that that's good. And she's fantastic. I mean, when you look at the way she's colored that, the detail. Um, I recommend. She's got a piece she's done of mainframe and Zorana that is just beautiful it's just gorgeous and her painting is is out of this world too so I, I i'm thrilled to work with her because as a gi joe fan she's as tickled as anyone else by any of the bits that that i come up with she was happy to be able to draw shipwreck she hadn't done him before that, expre that expression on duke's face is just it's just perfect if you th look at how clean that line work is and how many how few lines are actually used and and you know quite how much I guess is being conveyed in that expression. It's uh, it's amazing. Yeah, Diana, the, a digital piece like these two that you commission, are you getting a three hundred DPI file that you could print? Are you getting yeah. a seventy two DPI? Okay. Yeah, she sends me a variety. She sends me a couple of small pieces, you know, and then she'll send me the great big final file that if I wanted to print out, I could. Uh, it would be expensive, and I have made posters of another one. I didn't make a poster of this one. I did went for a Joe convention that was like the 30th anniversary. I had her do um, Duke in his uh, mess dress, and then the you know, fancy tuxedo kind of thing, because that's a that's a spiffy uniform right there. And we don't see <laughs> the Joes outside of their uniforms a lot in other uniforms, which other people would hate that picture because he's not in uniform. So there, is that Duke? Yeah, it is. He's he's going out to dinner. So I uh, <laughs> I printed that up as posters. And that ended up, I handed them out. I don't know what happened to them. I had uh, Michael Bell and BJ Ward sign mine. So that one's hanging on my wall. But I probably won't print this one out because it's never going to look as good on paper as it does on the computer. And if I do, it'll end up in my portfolios because I'm out of wall space. If I change my wall around, maybe. I see a little wall space behind you to the right of the to the of the Russ Heath Duke directly above your yeah, there. Yeah, uh, you could fit a small one there. Maybe put a little one there. I've got some other bits <laughs> to go up. Maybe 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 you're you're saving that space for something super important because it's next to a Ron Rudat and a Russ Heath. Yeah, yeah, it's got a, it's well, her work would be up there with theirs. She's she's okay. quite a talent. But um we'll see. I've I've had a little bit of a lag right now. Oh, the dog's ringing the doorbell. Um, I've had a bit of a lag, but we'll figure it out. And of course, you know, there's only so much Cullen can take. The stained glass window, <laughs> the stained glass window in her front window and the mannequin in the living room is, you know, he, he went with that, but he wants some wall space for not G.I. Joe pictures. 
but not G.I. Joe. Excellent. Okay. Uh, more Duke. More. Ooh, nice transition. There we go. Um, now that, yeah. So shame that figure never came out. Is it? <laughs> well, maybe just one of them. Is it though? <laughs> is it though? So this is is it is this the all right? So for for people who so this was this was going to be a 1995 uh, action figure as the 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 Star Brigade concept expands mm -hmm. to include uh, Joe a couple Joes and Cobras that are have been taken over by aliens and there'd be a, a piece that would flip in their chest yeah. to reveal the alien. So is this the original, the pencil original that- I, uh, Yeah, I have, somebody else has the final painted pieces. Sadly, I don't, but I have pretty much everything leading up to it. Okay. So he did, you know, he did the pencils, he did a, a different, you know, he did several different versions and I've got a few of the ones and then somebody's got all the painted ones. I missed out on the painted one by that much and and you know maybe looking at the painted one it, it's more than mildly pornographic so um <laughs> might be a good thing and i did ask him did you did you intend that illusion he went well yeah but i don't <laughs> think that's why the figures didn't get made i i don't well, the, think that's it the other aliens popping out of the other five figures are different colors yeah they're different colors they're different shapes they're completely it's like for aliens, it seems like a whole bunch of different aliens decided to get into G.I. Joe's. Like, hey, guys, come on. Let's go. You take him. You take him. <laughs> Can you go back that to the previous face. slide, Mark? Yeah, so you, you've got – sorry, Diana. You've, you've got these two on the left and also this um, – uh, Yeah, the, the colored one is not mine. Um, I think what he sent – what Den sent me was like three or four different ones. I've got them in a portfolio. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. So you've got like a so, yeah, three, different three stages four, along the way. Stages. Yeah, of the package design. And this would have ended up on the card. They did they get they got as far as like producing like prototypes of these. I think these, yeah, the you can camera. find pictures of them online. Um yeah. yeah, someone uh yeah, there are yes. Um Den Den oh, Beauvais? Okay. Yeah. Den Beauvais. Okay. Um, so he's he's best known for um, painting some aliens, the 20th Century Fox aliens yeah. uh, images for Dark Horse Comics. Um, and this was the, these six pieces were the only G.I. Joe has real work he did. Mm -hmm. I, oh, interesting. You know, he sent me something from something that was canceled. <laughs> I believe that something that Hasbro that's not GI Joe. Something that was GI Joe that never got past the design stage. I'll have to look it up. It's on my page somewhere. Um, it's just it could have even been Hawk because again, you know, if you just see the face, you don't know. But it's it's just a very close up of a face with the dog tags, and he's snarling. Huh. And I'll I'll try Do and look that up. Are you describing something like it would have been not like package art, but like a little vignette, like on the back of the package? It's yeah, like... and that's the thing. He couldn't tell me much more. He was, you know, huh. didn't want to go that far with what it was. 
And I got to let the dog out in a bit. I'm sorry. She's ringing that doorbell <laughs> like a like a woman not getting service at a at a freaking Target. Bing, 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 bing. Um, but yeah, it it it. I don't. He wasn't even really clear on what it was for. But it didn't make it past the. Um, and of course, now I can't find it. It. I'm I'm scrolling down in my little iPad here. It didn't make it beyond whatever they were planning it for. And it's, it could have even been GI Joe extreme. It could have been something else hmm. later. And hmm. uh, it's an extreme looking picture. Interesting. Uh, if you go to my Pinterest page, it's there somewhere. I just, it, it gets shuffled around, but yeah. Mark and, I, Mark and I can riff for a minute if you have to. Yeah. Away. The poor dog. Yeah. She's probably doing the little pee pee dance. Hold on. Uh, so, Mark, I'll, I'll say about this Duke, um, both mm -hmm. from the design and also it, with the color that um, uh, I, I, okay, I wouldn't have liked the figure at the time because this is too, this goes too far for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but if, if we sort of take the alien out of it, or if the alien was like a clip on piece, not like sort of flip the figure's waist and there's this like alien sticking out of it. Um, then I'd be okay with it if it was a clip-on piece. Um, I like it as a Joe. This doesn't read to me as Duke. Mm, yeah, there's not a lot of giveaways there that that it's Duke, to be honest. Are there? There's you wouldn't know it if mm. you if someone asked you to say who that was, you'd come up with some other nineties. Yeah, he's he's got a he's got Joe. a good jawline, but but not an awful lot. I mean this this could got... be this could be like any of seventy-five other Joes. Like, oh it's barricade. Like, oh it's beachhead. Like you know, mm. it's it's low light, like low light shaved after yeah. <laughs> after his beard. Yeah. After yeah. His... Um, well you can uh, tell he's been invaded by aliens, aside from the alien bursting out of his chest. I don't think Duke would ever turn his baseball cap backwards that way. Sorry. <laughs> Just not the type to do that. He'd be like, well, why wear it then? It's not covering your eyes. I really like it. It is not, yeah, it's not performing its prime function. <laughs> uh, I really like the pencil, the, the, the other one, the, the full rendered pencil drawing. The sense of light is, is great on it. And then in the color painted version, right? Like, you know, there's this yellow light source behind him. And then the the alien itself is a little bioluminescent because it's casting a little bit of light onto uh, like Duke's chin and the, the shoulder pad just under his like radio mm, receiver yeah. onto his, his leg that's thrust forward onto that boot that's thrust forward. There's both purple light and yellow light on, on a barricade here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's somewhat ironic there that that then Bove is now known to us for for this replicant concept of these aliens bursting out of GI Joes and then also the Dark Horse alien series uh where I've not revisited it in uh a number of years really since it first came out but it was uh incredible incredibly beautifully painted uh painted artwork um and yeah, the the, the first the first or and second. After that? His aliens work is before this. Yeah, so that's probably this why is, he got it. Yeah, ninety four. Yeah, probably just yeah, slight, not too far ahead, was it? Mark, you're uh, talking about early nineties. You're talking about covers, right? Not interiors. Yeah, he did. He did in the interiors for the second 
Dark oh. Horse series. Oh. There was a, I think it was Mark Verheiden and a, um, uh, a, 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 there was the first series which was all black and black and white. I was wondering. So did so did Beauvais draw the second series uh, pencil and ink? Did he also color it? It's not painted, right? Yes, yeah, fully painted. Here we go. Yeah. Oh. Um, our solo mark. Here we go. This kind of uh, this kind of shenanigans. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's uh, that's uh, yeah that was a uh, bit of a spoiler, but um, it's yeah fully <laughs> fully painted. It's uh, yeah it's really very cool. nicely done. It's um, maybe puts puts me in mind a little bit of the style of matt wagner's sort of painted art not not a million miles away from that kind of um feel i forgot i had that that's uh, i brought it from my brother the other day it's gonna it's gonna get red <laughs> yay brilliant okay more duke more duke i'm still dying that i missed the painting for that but there you go oh yeah i love this one wow oh, i think of have I spelled that wrong? Is that right? I think that's right. No. Okay. Where did you Where did you find this artist? I found him at I think. Oh, we lost him. WonderCon, and he it's a big painting, and he he did a bunch of different uh, characters in the same style. And again, that was one of the ones where I saw the style and I said to myself, "Oh yeah, we need one of those." We need one so, of them. Sorry, he already had some G.I. Joe paintings. He there had for sale. Um, mostly Marvel and DC. I didn't see any other G.I. Joe paintings, but he um, he knew the character. And, you know, once I got to a certain pay, uh, place on my Pinterest page, if they needed reference, that's where I sent them. So um, I saw this. And again, he did it. I got it back the next day. At the convention. And, yeah. And it, it's fantastic. He must have painted it in the room overnight. Is this on? Is this on paper? No, this is on like you know that uh, fiberboard. Okay. I think I have to. I, it's in back there behind me. Yeah, it's, it's glorious. Like a, it's quite a hard, a hard board. Yeah. This, this piece is so funny. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Look at the, the neck, just like because because we don't. Um, you know the the range of 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 gi joe sort of style you know like some of it's painted and realistic and uh most of it's drawn and it's like american adventure style um but you know it's not like batman where you have like oh well there was i mean i, I guess sigma six right but generally gi joe is much more contained it's not like batman where you know like oh you have the, the that tv show from the 90s where it's all streamlined and it looks like uh, like animation from 1940. Um, you, you know, we, we tend not even for variant covers to get sort of a, a range this far out of exaggeration or uh, sort of silliness. Like this is really silly to yeah. me, even <laughs> though this character in this painting is really serious. Right. But it's so... I was, I was trying to... Yeah, I was trying to think what it puts me in mind of, and, and I think it might be Spitting Image, which is a, yes. which is a British institution, which was you know massive during the uh, the eighties, and it's been 
been brought back relatively recently. It's all of these, you know, sort of slightly grotesque kind of caricatures of, um, uh, you know, um, celebrities and politicians and, and those kind of things. And we know and it from the turning... land of confusion video, right? Yeah. Mm. Okay. And and yeah, it's just everything is just sort of turning it up, you know, a little bit, and and it's kind of you know just making everything broader and squeezing, and you know, it's that that kind of uh, kind of feel potentially. It's all I like it a lot. It's all chin and neck, you know, and but that's what when people think of Duke, chin is one of the words that pop into their head. So, <laughs> so this artist Diana Tuvu, Tuvu, yeah, Tuvu. Um, only this kind of, um, paintings, is there sequential work? Is it, I don't, you know, can we zoom in Mark on the face? Sure. Tuvu. Tuvu comics. I think he's done, maybe now gotten into it. Uh, no, that's not going to work. Let me look him up again. Sadly, that's, when you do great. find people in Artist Alley, you don't ever. Okay, so you can find him on Instagram at T-W-O-V-O-O. And he has, I, if you look at his pictures, he does a lot of stuff in a similar but also different style. Let's look at his. Um... He's a muralist, uh, contemporary artist, urban art. So I don't think he's done anything... Hmm. in sequential art i would like to see more stuff I, he's done cards okay i would i would like to see i don't that's the thing for me a cover like this would be cool for other people not so much for like a vast majority of people they don't want to see comic covers like this but i i, I would find that uh, you know that kind of thing a fantastic comic cover is the blue paint sitting on top of the the board yeah there's paint underneath it okay. um and and but the blue is put on in that very sort of almost dry brushy yeah because because I, I i think this is incorrect but what i see is it's almost like the blue sitting on metal and it's reflecting but you're saying that that's that's another layer of yeah of color? there's another layer under there okay uh, this is wonderful because it's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just different. I like it. Um, but like clearly, clearly he can draw, right? Like, oh, yeah. you know, th there are people who might exaggerate this much and we can enjoy, enjoy the exaggeration and we might sort of like lap the fact that such an exaggeration is not built on a foundation of anatomical skill but like you look at the nose and the cheeks you look under the eyes like oh this guy can draw some of his less exaggerated work that will show through a lot more yeah he's 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 quite fantastic if you see some of his other stuff on pinterest i i can't look him up i i wish i could hold my ipad up to the screen but i'm not sure that's gonna work <laughs> um well you never know let's see i can bring it up open image i think the way for idw to use an image like this <laughs> as a cover would be to add another tier right like not an a cover and a b cover and a one in ten retailer incentive cover but like like a one in an additional like one in 12 or 15 
incentive cover, right? I'm not necessarily yeah. encouraging this because I have strong feelings feelings about uh, yeah. variant covers, but I also know that it's just part of the business nowadays. And so if it doesn't replace anything, um, I can imagine fans who might be grumpy about this. It's like, well, you know, I can sort of ignore that because that's it's like an extra thing this month. Or would that just drive them more? I think that would drive them more crazy. It's like, yeah, okay, it's probably probably really, really hard and expensive to buy this you, thing that I don't even like. You know what? <laughs> okay. The, the dollars and cents of this would not work because you'd only yeah. really do this for a cover. But uh, do this for a pinup or a back cover. Yeah. Then, then oh yeah, you know, back, if you don't, back cover. If you don't like it, you can ignore it, and if you do like it, you have it. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, if I this is as much this as we give devil's due stick, as much as we I give mean, devil's due stick, he's, he's um, drawn like that. Oh, cool. So uh -huh. yeah, he's definitely got the There's ability. A... He just, I think that that style is just something he does. You know, it's, it's this is his painting. Uh, this is Mark, my comic work. Mark, I'll finish that thought for you. We, we are sometimes we're sometimes hard on Devils do, um, but they they sure paid for GI Joe painted pinups on the back covers of of their GI Joe comics. Yeah, they did, and Absolutely. those were pretty impressive. Yeah, more Duke, more more Duke. <laughs> How many M O A R Dukes do we have in our in our session? How much time have you got? Oh. Um. <laughs> huh. We're coming to the we're coming to the end uh, of the ones that I've got planned, but I've got a bonus quick fire more Duke at the end potentially uh, if uh, we've still got time. Diana, I am so intrigued. Can you tell us about this? Well, okay. This Who is I, it? <laughs> I, I, I get I get I've got a few from Larry. Um, the first one he did for me was was had a came about a similar way where I asked him to draw me a picture. He's like, yeah, hey, you know, I got you, I got you. And of course, you don't have to provide reference for Larry. But what he he does is, and this is the second time he's done it, is he's gone on to my Facebook page, and he found a picture of Cullen. Oh, your husband. <laughs> yeah. So he found a picture of Cullen, and I didn't ask for him to do this, but he did, and he drew this. Use it. if you can find the original picture on my Facebook page or Cullen's Facebook page. He's he's leaning against a wall, holding a of course a beer for Cullen, and 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 he put it there. Now people will accuse me of of you know marrying a blonde man because of Duke, and I have heard that multiple times, and I don't see the two combined. But the picture is fantastic. I think Cullen used it as his profile picture for a little bit. Uh huh. I mean, if I wanted a picture of Cullen, I'd have Larry draw it. Because that's really a fantastic picture. I don't Lots know if you got if you found the original mark to pop up there, but it's I did I didn't I, know to look. No. <laughs> I like and the I don't put it on my Pinterest. I like the detail here where Larry just made this decision on his own, uh, particularly since uh, with Larry drawing commissions sketches at conventions, uh, he's he's not known for you know, like asking for or accepting photo reference of people, right? I think if you wanted to draw some obscure Superman villain, you know, you you would provide reference. Uh, so this is a this is a fun surprise. Yeah, and Larry, unlike many, has managed to make the rank patch look right. It has that little diamond in there, which is so often left out. 
Mm. Don't leave it out. Don't leave it out. Three grenades. I like that the the grenades are all in perspective. Mm -hmm. The tops of them are the pin and the the thingy are all uh, in perspective and the grenades are in proper perspective. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I would also accept for a loose convention sketch, three grenades not in perspective. I I don't know if Larry's capable of that. Look at that. I mean, look at the the sidearm too. Again, there's there's some care. Yeah. We put a lot of effort into making yeah. sure you know that's the uh, 1911. Trigger finger discipline there as well. Right. Important. Larry has a book um, that he uses to refer to, to weaponry. And when I started writing my childish fan fiction, he, uh, he's like, you know, you really should have a copy of this. And I do. And it's really useful for writing or whatever, because you, you can refer to things properly and see what they look like and, but he's, he doesn't need to look at stuff anymore, I'm sure. Thank you for the comment, Shane. Uh, Mark and Diana, how do you feel? Shane, about- Shane who is going to be, by the way, our next guest for oh. sharing Ooh, some sketches. So Great. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming, Shane, and thanks for tuning in. Yeah, so everyone who's tuning in, get ready. Um, Mark and Diana, <laughs> how do you feel about Duke having gloves? Makes sense. I have no problem with him wearing gloves. Okay, Mark. That's fine. Okay. Why not? Why not? I, I'm not trying to stir up controversy. I'm just yeah. I'm just finding something. And I want, to, I want to talk about the thing, besides the obvious unusual thing here, I want to talk about the less unusual thing, yeah. less obvious unusual is, is, thing here. Is the gloves, is that a Cullen thing or is that just uh, a little touch? No. Um, Cullen does not actually wear gloves all that often. I know the, the uh, sideshow figure came out with gloved hands and nothing else. Mm. And since then you've seen more art of Duke wearing gloves. But uh, I can imagine a lot of <laughs> a lot yeah. of people googling by accident or on purpose the Sancho yeah. Duke. Yeah. And I, I like it. Um there's a couple of other artists who've drawn Duke and gloves, which makes sense because most soldiers wear gloves. Yeah. More Duke? More Duke. More Duke. Oh, oh, sorry. Wait. Uh, um, uh, maybe the obvious <laughs> question here was, uh, what was Cullen's reaction? He thought it was great. Okay. He, he, he laughed. He, he knew exactly the picture that had been taken from, I believe it. That was the one convention Cullen managed to travel with me to see, or it was after because they, they've met and they, Cullen gets along well with everybody. Cullen is an amazing person to sit and talk to mostly because he, look, I, you know, he listens and he, he's, if, if you say anything that, that, that might come off as strange or it just, he goes with it. So Cullen tends to, if, if you have a difficult character or a difficult person or a nice person or any person, you put him with Cullen and they'll be talking with him forever and want to talk to him. I don't know. Hey, Cullen, let's go. Blah, 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 blah. Um, he's just a fascinating person. And as an artist himself, um, Cullen appreciates the collection a lot and he, he supports me in it. And he, he likes Larry a lot too. He, he likes chatting with him because I think his mother and father lived in New York for a, a chunk of the fifties and sixties. And so when Larry talks about things that he knew growing up, his mother knew that as well. So it's kind of an interesting connection, but he loves it. He thought it was hilarious. Cool. Yeah. More Duke. More. Last Duke. No, never. Uh, 
Never. There's never. There's never. I mean, never we, we, can't, we can't stream for six hours. It's always a. <laughs> this is. Uh, I've got one more before we before we potentially uh, vote on a quick fire round. Um, so I think we were talking about this one on uh, on the podcast uh, when we were having our, our general chat, uh, Diana. This is the uh, Herb Trimpy, where uh, you think that he basically drew Hawk. And then you said, no, I wanted uh, Duke. So, okay, mm-hmm. let me just stick a bandolier on and uh, also an, <laughs> yeah. an, a name tag. And and I talked with him at that con. It was one of the last ones he was at. He and I chatted for a while because he had been a teacher and I was special ed teaching and he had taught and he wa- he talked more about teaching than anything else. And it was a two-day commission. He took it up to his room and started it and he showed it to me. And I said, and he knew I wanted Duke. But again, <laughs> people confuse them all the time. So it had the um, band, it had the, the 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 gun, no bandolier, and the typical GI Joe, you know, red puffy collar, a little sweater underneath, and the rolled up sleeves. And so he, he mostly got it. And then I believe when I was chatting with him, I was just standing there watching him draw, as I sometimes do. I'll just hover, and as long as they don't tell me to get lost, I'll. And some guy came up and talked about the Hulk for a bit and looked at the picture, pointed at it and said, Hawk, right? And, and Trimpy went, oh. and so that's when he put the name tag on there. He's like, no, it's <laughs> but the, that, by that time, the bandolier had already made it on. And it was, you know, I remember this most because it was a really great conversation about something that had nothing to do with G.I. Joe while he was drawing G.I. Joe. He was much more interested in talking about his days teaching and, what he had done and 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 the kids he was a really yeah, nice guy a, to talk to lovely it's uh it's a great gi joe touch though that um if you're ever in doubt what the character's name is just add a little uh name badge there you know you know who this looks, looks you know who this looks like to me. this looks no, to me this looks like barricade <laughs> <laughs> this to me this looks like replicators barricade He's Before he puts on his backwards out of his chest baseball cap and goes up to Space Station Delta or whatever. Um, can you can you scroll down? Can we see the the knees and the boots? What artist was that, Shane? Diana, are you seeing a comment that we're not seeing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Here's the here's the comment. I had a commission of Hawk from an artist who I said. <laughs> that's okay uh, that's great I, I, got, I, know. I got a commission of thought from an artist who said i draw him a lot for diana i just went with it fantastic <laughs> uh wow we've got a treat for you diana when you when you listen to our uh our interview with nitho diaz you've got a, a shout out there it's um oh. Cool. I, I loved his run on G.I. Joe. He, he, there was one issue. Oh, here we go. Oh. Mike Vosberg, it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. That was it. And the first picture, he, Mike had sent me pictures, and, and you know, it's it's hard to tell them apart. Maybe they'll just scar his face and, or take an eye or do something. Snick off a limb. This is, um, I like this drawing. Because uh, so I, I always appreciate um, one leg forward and one leg back, uh, where the foreshortening is subtle and therefore difficult, and then you can get a spotted black shadow. Right, those the 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 leg that's back 
right? It's really nicely done. Um, and but I also like this because it's quiet. Uh, so it's not it's not the, these these moments that Diana is referring to in some of the other drawings, like between battles or downtime. Um, but this is also uh, there's there's some there's some potential menace here. There's some investigation. Um, it's you know like a lot most pinups are like aiming to the right or aiming to the left. There's some diagonal. So this isn't the like GI Joe uh, order of battle or official handbook of the Marvel universe, like person standing there. Um, but it's also not like standard pinup, like aiming slightly, slightly to the right, yelling, arms akimbo, firing. It's halfway between, which for Trimpy feels uh, really appropriate because, um, you know, like this, this feels like the pinups that are in issue one and, and yearbook one and that issue of Marvel Age. Uh, so it's you know halfway between all those things pinups a regular pinup order of battle it's nice okay more Duke more more <laughs> okay oh yeah <laughs> there you right, go this came back a lot um, more detailed than I thought it would be yeah, and this is this is more out there and a, I guess a less less well known name than than some that have been up there. I I've no idea if it'd be one that that Tim, Tim could possibly guess. Do you think? Yeah, he would. Um, this looks a little like Chris Batista, but no. Uh, initials are on the drum down there, or on something down at the bottom left. Can, can you go down? Yeah, um, on the on the light. Walter McDaniel? Oh, here. Yeah. No. Because he's out of comics, I think. No. Huh. Yep. It's a, a W and an M there for people that can't make it out. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Oh, Will Minio. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so Will Minio uh, worked on the cartoon. Um. And also, importantly, Fox's X-Men cartoon and Exosquad. Oh. Um, so is this is this this is the average Joe band from the yep. end of Cold Slither? Yep. My 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 question, uh, getting him to draw it was, you know, he was happy to do it, but it's it's not. He doesn't do commissions often. And I said, well, imagine the average Joe band. They're like, you know. This is something to do when we're bored, and they practice, and they got kind of good, and then go, and this is what he came up with. Um. So let's, let's do Duke, some of the... Uh oh, the mass device is there. Nice. Oh yeah, look at little Polly. Yeah, so up in the top left, uh, top left hand corner, we got the mass device. We got Polly with some maracas. Just on the top, on that maraca, there's a, a Joe. You've got uh, roadblock on the mass can... device up there. Okay, that's roadblocks okay. up here on the top. Uh, there, there are, are fireworks or just a light show. It, it's the stage show, I suppose. That's probably why the mass device is there. It's part of the light show for the. Okay. The... And and we are in a stadium. I can see I can see stands and stadium lights in the distance next to Lady J. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, up there we've got Lady J, Scarlet. Cover girl, shipwreck poking out his tongue. Is this footloose? Yep. Uh, 
I'm gonna guess. Uh, wait, wait, wait! wait. Um, I know who's on the right. That's Barricade. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess Rock and Roll with a a double R uh, guitar. Yeah, and then the spotlights coming up from. Uh, and below. Duke's collar is so popped because he's a. Uh, oh yeah, working hard there. Uh, oh, and it even says "Real American" on the neck of his yeah. guitar. Uh, who's on? Oh yeah. Who's on keyboard? Yeah. Can you scroll up just it's, a smidge? Uh, up here, it's Scarlet. Okay, right. Sorry. Um, and his uh, dog tabs are sort of flapping around like it's a kind of, you know, heavy metal kind of uh, necklace. So uh, uh, I, I can. We should clarify a little bit. Will Minio had he's retired, um, but he he draws all the time. He's self-publishing a comic very soon if you're his friend on facebook you'll be able to buy it uh, and he has he has self-published two uh um, paperback art books um will minio had a very short career in comics drawing for uh marvel uh he did some uh tigra 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 mm -hmm. uh and then he got into animation uh animation you know there are benefits and it pays a little better um, and he he came back to comics to work on uh, DN Agents, right? Which Kamiko was publishing. Um, but he really is best known for uh, Real Ghostbusters and um, several of those. It was like 2005, the um, like the first couple of straight to DVD Marvel animated movies, like Ultimate Avengers. Uh, like storyboarding and art directing and directing those. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, G.I. Joe and Gem uh, and Exo Squad. Um, this is this is really fun because, you know, he was he was one of the like ideal artists to be working on the G.I. Joe animated series because G.I. Joe animated series is supposed to basically look like comics. Um, and several people who worked on it had worked in comics, but also now we're working in animation. Well, Will yeah. Minio hasn't drawn a lot of comics compared to how many, you know, hundreds or thousands of storyboards he's drawn. And yet he clearly knows how to draw comics and still has a great interest in comics. So this is, this is sort of a crossover piece. Nice. Okay, so um, if we aim for a, a two-hour uh, two finish, should we do a quick-fire uh, bonus content, more Duke? I'm not sure. going to say no. How much time has Tim got and you've got? It's getting late, <laughs> your side. I've got to I've got to go finish this uh, barricade commission that I'm yeah. doing for, for someone on, on Facebook. Turn that baseball <laughs> hat the right way. It's supposed to shade your okay. eyes and your neck. Uh, quick fire. Cool. Who is it? His name is uh, Hamer. Chris Hamer? Chris Hamer? Hamer. H-A-M-E-R. Down by his foot. He he is an artist. He does tattoo artists. Some of his pieces appeared in The Walking Dead. There's one of his pieces on the wall in The Walking Dead because of this fantastic, great totally exaggerated style you mean the tv show yeah okay yeah 
So yeah, nope. it, it's hanging up in some room. Not in the not in the comic, no. Right. Cool. Okay. More do next. More. Fun. So it's tiny. So soft. Like, how, how tiny is it? It's a baseball card sized, if not oh, slightly. Oh wow. Smaller. Is this uh, is this pastel? This colored pencil? I believe a little bit of pencil and a uh, pastel, and maybe even a little bit of paint. Okay. It's by uh, Frank A. Kadar. And it's 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 referring to the Hector Greedo painting, but not not fully. Mm. That's an evil grin, though, too. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit, isn't it? The more you look at his face, it's a little bit sinister. But it's mm. a beautiful little tiny thing. It's amazing. Yeah, let's uh, look at that face. There's a little bit. There's a little bit uh, behind the eyes here. Okay, Buell Morduke. Yay! This is Jeremy Dale, right? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I love drinking a hell of a lot of goddamn tea. I'm a badass kid. Has this got a bit of Cullen in it there too? He's got. He's added some whiskers. You know, Dale <laughs> always Dale drew a goatee on Duke quite often. Okay. Was he this... did... Sorry, go ahead. That's okay. He did a couple of, of Joe comic books that came with the toys, I believe. And he knew the characters well and loved them. But yeah, I, I think he, he... If you look at Duke in those comics... Yeah, that one's wild. If you look at Duke in those comics, he's got a bit of scruff down, just down there. This is a convention <laughs> sketch, not a, not a commission? This is... Um, I have had a convention sketch from Jeremy, but this one was a commission... Um, just an outside commission hmm. and he drew it based on one of my small childish fan fiction pieces in which Duke <laughs> actually just uses that mug to try and needle people um and that mug is actually if if you if you go back to a few comics you might see the kitten mug pop up in a few past issues oh wow cute okay. kitten mug. Duke. 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 oh this is cool this is john boy oh wow so detailed this is great. Is it? It is this. Has this one seen print anywhere, or is this? This is just no, your own no, commission. No, this is just a commission he drew for me at a con. Wow! Because he did a uh, he did a, a few covers, including for the uh, sort of the collection, the, the classic fifteen, cl classic fifteen. Yeah, that that kind of thing. He did. It's done about three or so, but uh, maybe maybe even more. But um, yeah, he did was able to draw Duke a few times on those covers and. I thought this seems very familiar, very very polished. It must surely be uh, for a cover, but I don't know. Oh, didn't he do the cover Great. to uh, IDW's issue zero? Oh yes, with the Duke firing. Yeah, the Gatling gun shooting down. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. So so uh, yeah. So the beginning of the IDW run, and then also symbolically the end of the Marvel run with his cover for classic mm. GI Joe volume fifteen. Yeah. Great. And it's, okay. it's it's got it looks like it's got a lot of blue in it in the in the line is, and I that, I'd have to look right? at the original because sometimes when I scan that it blues them out but I think it it, it mm -hmm. it's probably in the original again it's in the books behind me but turning around and sifting through them may yeah. take some time. <laughs> it's great okay more Duke you now we saw this one not too long ago Tim do you remember. Um, hmm. Oh, 
something was something was printed across this. This is a uh, oh, this is the page from Devil's Due issue five. This yep. is the uh, the fill in issue after Devil's Due's initial arc, and the title right the title of the story is printed across the uh, across the uh, across the parachute. Is the title of the story fill in issue? <laughs> Out for Out blood. Yay. Okay. There we go. Uh, impact. Mm. <laughs> oh, uh, good font. Overused. Um, because for a second I was gonna. This this looks to me a little bit like uh, Shannon Gallant and Brian Shearer uh, together in its crispness. But yes, I have seen this before. Yeah, the super soldier Duke, super soldier, super spy Duke. Because um, yeah, he, he would actually be in his tux here, wouldn't he? Uh, yeah. Yes, under, underneath. Diana, do you have a lot of original pages? Is that a... I do. I have some. I have some. Um, there's the uh, the Duke Spotlight issue that came out a few years back. I have all the pages from that. Hmm. And there are some individual pages that I I have. I came close to getting some really like fantastic older pages, but sometimes these things get priced way beyond my means. So it's it's rare but i do have some i also have um a, a full book from uh, shannon gallant that he sent me that i i purchased um okay. which is the one where duke um where you see his dream where he, he he he's having that nightmare about when claire was abducted and some of the the work shannon did on that was beautiful i mean there's one page where he's just the pa it's, it's three panels he's holding a dying baby right and he's just standing there as people walk by and 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 what he's done is just that the duke is the same the people walking by are different but the lighting changes through those just boom, 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 boom to show the passage of time but i don't have as many uh original pages as i do commissions more duke no, you've got some yeah. you've got some nice ones as well so it's this this seems a bit unfair to have as a only as a quick fire because it is Ooh. great uh, uh this what, is uh, oh, like, let you have a guess. Oh, it's, See the it's, signature it's Mark Pennington. Uh, why don't we save this? Why don't we just, why don't we just say it's awesome and skip it and talk about it more the next time. <laughs> okay. so, that it's, so that's not a quick fire. Yeah. Let's do that then. Let's save it for round two. For um, sure. And there we go. Mighty Blonde, one American ale, a real American beer. Do you want to tell us uh, about uh, the story behind this? My husband brews beer. He's a member of the oldest continuous home brewing club in the United States. They were brewing beer and having a club eh, maybe a few years before it was legal to brew beer at home called them uh, <laughs> the Maltos Falcons. And so he he loves to brew all sorts of different types of beer. And we just he, he brewed me a Duke beer. We call it Mighty Blonde One. And then I said, you need to make me a label for that. So he did the back, he designed, he's a graphic designer by trade. So labels are boom, boom, boom. He's got it. It's good. It's beautiful. Um, and then a, uh, an artist known as Nathaniel ha uh, Hamill, Hamill, uh, Nathaniel drew the uh, Duke for me. And then we printed those up and he put the beer in bottles and we slapped the labels on the bottles and handed it out in uh, Colorado. And uh, we've done a series of these. And there's sort of, you know, if 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 you know your beer, you know that's a little Sam Adamsy, just a bit. But we try to sort of allude to other things. He's done a Scarlet and a Destro. Uh, we started work on a um, 
on a snake eyes beer but the actually the beer itself did not do well something infected it or got in so we had to toss it out like ninja oh, attack no. Okay, and, uh, yeah, yeah silent, it, silent have, but deadly beer. Yeah, and I have, you know, I have a bunch of labels, and I generally, if someone wants one, I just toss it out, and they put it on a bottle for their collection. It was good beer I too. I saw on Facebook uh, just this this week, might be been today or yesterday, there was someone put out their uh, Baroness beer um, for, for I think the next joke on or something. Yeah, for uh, uh, for Joe Fest, I think it's called Baroness, and he's done labels and caps, and it. it more Joe beer equals better. There was a brewery that did some just recently, but I I think it's great. If you brew beer and you like GI Joe, do it and then you know hand them out legally. You can't sell them. <laughs> give them to your friends at conventions because then not only do they get the beer inside, but then they got the bottle to take home. Lovely. Um, this next one is a bit of a doozy. Oh yeah. So when that, I, that's Shannon Gallant, right? Yeah. When I bought the pages from Shannon and he, or, or, or yeah, I think it was the pages from Shannon and that he mailed them to me. This traveled on the outside of the envelope all the way across the country. And it was that's the most pristine, not damn. There was like not even a wrinkle on the, on the outside of the envelope on the packaging. So the U S oh, well, look at the sandcastle. Yeah, and it was it was That's definitely so when I bought those pages because there, if you look on his chest, you can see the scar from when yeah. he got shot when Claire was captured. Oh, it's just fun. <laughs> kind of wish more artists did that so that you know the post office got to have some fun too. Little star on his shorts. <laughs> He's so shiny. It's yeah, it's a hell of a thing to do for to stick on an envelope. It's uh, what, what a great guy. And I think that was it. That was the end of Duke. No more Hooray. Duke. No more for today. <laughs> ah. That was uh, that was fun. That was a journey through your collection and also your mind. I think. Oh, thanks. As well. That, that can be a scary <laughs> journey, but there you go. But, uh, yeah, and there's more bits behind me. Like there's Diana. More. Do you have any? You don't oh, have a paper cut. Paper cut, mm. dude. Well, there. I have to look up the artist. He goes around to different conventions. Uh, Diana, you don't necessarily have to uh, uh, reveal names, but I'm curious. Do you have uh, any commissions out at this time? Currently, no. Um, the last one I got was that Emma Pitson commission, and I was working on one or two, but they haven't come to fruition. Um, you, generally, the last couple of people I asked said, well, when I have time, yes, but they haven't had time because they're making comics. So we'll hope that they have time sometime soon, which is good because it helps me save up money. And the more money I have to be able to have free to spend on commissions, the, you know, the better kind of commission I can get sometimes, you know, instead of a head. When I first started, it was mostly heads because I could really afford. <laughs> and there's one artist I would go to because um, I, I I don't mind having the commission from a different from the same artist, you know, I said, would you draw me Duke? But, you know, he sees a bunch of people. So I, I have two and it's pretty much the same picture 
just twice, a couple years apart. And I thought of maybe I should go every year and ask him for a Duke and get really specific with my collection and just see if he draws me that same picture every year, but there's slight differences. That would be a, a little art project. But then I gave <laughs> up on that because it's kind of rude. So the end. Okay. The end. Uh, thank you for the comment there. Uh, coming over from the, the Netherlands. Uh, glad you enjoyed it. And Shane as well uh, commenting there. Oh, sorry. Same one twice. Uh, Shane is there. Diana has an incredible collection. This is a true fact. Oh, thanks. And uh, yeah, we'll be talking to Shane uh, next week and finding out about some of his incredible uh, collection. And uh, I think I can actually give a slight preview of what is to come. And this will be a surprise to Shane. Shane Simic, who got the jewels in your sketchbook? How many podcasts super? Wow. There we go. Wow. A jingle for everyone. And now people are going to be rushing on here just to get jingles. They're going to, I got to get some commissions. Mark, yeah, Mark should start. Cobra, la, 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 la. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shall, we, shall we say goodbye and wrap up? Sure. <laughs> we shall day. indeed. Yeah, there we oh, go. We'll, and you, you'll be getting something. So See? more wow. for everyone. Um. So uh, <laughs> there we go. That's that's reassuring. I can't wait. <laughs> that was it. Was it was either going to be that or oh my god, what have I let myself in for? I think let's cancel it. Um. So <laughs> so that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, very good to hear. Um. So, uh, Diana, um, if people want to find out more about you and more about Duke, where should they head off to? Well, they can go to Facebook Gallery of Duke and just go through there. I'm on Facebook. Just look me up. You'll know it's me because there's probably going to be Duke somewhere on my profile or cover. There's a lot of Diana Davises out there, but only one of them has quite the obsession I do. And then there is a, you can look up Gallery of Duke on Pinterest and you'll either get something about Duke University or my collection. Either way, it's a good place to go. Brilliant. And Tim, where can people go to find out more about you and your world of G.I. Joe? A realamericanbook.com. Yes, indeedy. Um, and if you're new to you know, Talking Joe, you can head over to talkingjoe.co.uk to find out more about the show, find all of the links to other YouTube videos, all of our podcasts, Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, etc. Big shout out to all of the Patreon funders, a growing list, uh, getting access to uh, early access to episodes and exclusive content. So thanks to Richard, Sam, Jay, Bill, Christopher, and Justin. Um, uh, what else shall I say? Uh, yeah, and uh, next, well, this time next week-ish, uh, we'll be talking to, to Shane on the regular show. We Our next episode dropping will be an interview with Nitho Diaz, and then we're continuing to discuss G.I. Joe Disavowed. The uh, reading homework for that next ish episode will be issue 20 and 21 and of course we'll be back talking about the very latest 
from uh, Larry Hammer and Andrew Griffith, which will be 282. Ah, so I think that is all us said and done. Uh, and I imagine you can catch us down the road. Because we've been talking Joe. Oh, and, and we're all out of Joe's. Never out of Joe's. Joe's but, but there will always be more Duke. More Duke. <laughs>